This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1689, How to Get the Elusive Startup Visa to the United States with Tamina Watson. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American host, Lindsay McMahon, and today's featured guest coming to you from Denver, Colorado, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. Where there's a will, there's a way. If you are a company founder or if you have a big business idea, the U.S. is still a great place to immigrate. Today, I interview Tamina from Tamina Talks Immigration Podcast about the many ways you can secure a visa to the U.S. as an entrepreneur or a highly skilled employee. Before we start, a quick message from our sponsor, Indeed. Are you hiring this quarter? In our experience, it can be a grueling process if you don't have efficient tools. But finding the right candidate who adds value to your business is so incredibly important. So why not ditch the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with great candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash AEE. Just go to Indeed.com slash AEE right now. Support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash AEE. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Tamina. Welcome to All Ears English. How are you today? I'm well, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored and grateful. Yeah, I'm so excited. When I found your website and I found you online, I thought you would be a great match for our audience. I think our audience is going to be really excited to meet you guys. Today on the show, we have Tamina Watson from Watson Immigration Law, and Tamina is based in Seattle, Washington. Tamina, how did you get into immigration law? Well, such a great question. Uh, you know, I am. Um, originally from the UK. I was born and raised there. For a little while in my life, I did live in Bangladesh. So I'd already had the immigrant experience, so to speak, um, living in different countries. But I met the love of my life uh, in in Seattle when I was visiting. And I had my own sleepless in Seattle moment. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about that. (laughs) You know, I was I was visiting the United States in 2002 and I was set up on a blind date with my husband and then we had a long distance relationship for three years and then eventually we got married and I had to move here and that's where the story begins I was a lawyer a barrister in the UK Mm -hmm. and I was very new a barrister is a trial attorney until George Clooney married one nobody knew really what a barrister (laughs) does (laughs) but he did he did me a favor by marrying one and so I moved here and I had to figure out how to be become a lawyer again but just to move here uh similar to many of 
your audience members, I had to go through the immigration process of living okay. in another country. Yes. So when I went through the immigration process myself, my husband sponsored me. I eventually got a green card, mm -hmm. but I also simultaneously had to figure out how to become a lawyer again wow. in a new country. And uh, long story short, I did take the bar exams and I started practicing immigration law in the US. And I didn't actually want to practice immigration law as a trial attorney, a barrister in the UK. I thought, Maybe I needed to be a litigator, but mm. life has a funny way of making you do what you're supposed to do. Right, and it does. so <laughs> it really did. You know, I, I realized immigration is my calling. Okay. And the reason it is my calling is because it is a challenging area of law. It is a very rewarding area of law because I see the direct impact on my clients from beginning to end. Oh, for sure. And it's it's life changing for them. It impacts generations. And I deal with the most important things in their lives, their livelihoods right. or their loved ones. I love and that. Once they come to the U.S., you know, they can make their American dream come true. And mm -hmm. so that's how I fell into immigration. I went into it kicking and screaming, but have not looked back ever I since. I love that. I love that. You're right. It really does touch a deep place in your clients' hearts, right? This is so important. It's where they're based, where they're living, what job opportunities they have, and whether or not they can be with the loves of their lives, right? That's the key. That's what immigration is all about. So I have kind of a, because it sounds like you focus kind of on the area of founders law, right? And, and so we're helping company CEOs or people with an idea be able to immigrate. I want to ask you kind of a philosophical question here, Tamina, because we know politics change over time, things change, economies change. Would you say that the United States is still the place to go if you have an idea, a tech business idea, or just a business idea in general? What are your thoughts on that? That is such a good question. And it has come up so many times in the last four years, particularly. Yes. yes. And what I will first say is I have a podcast called Tamina Talks Immigration. Mm -hmm. And my last series was about the startup visa. And in that series, I asked various thought leaders on this subject matter to speak on this very question. Okay. And so in addition to what I will say in just a moment, your listeners will find a lot of information and insights from thought leaders and experts on the subject. Now to come to the question itself, why is America still the place to be for startups? The reason is it is relatively easy to set a company in the United States, mm -hmm. whereas it is not the same for other countries. Okay. It is true that if you work hard here with the right strategy, you can actually make something of yourself and your company, yes. which is still not true about other, com other countries. Okay. In America, you also have the resources that you would not have elsewhere. Number one resource, you have a consumer base that is... Um, all of America. And if right. you can make it in America, chances are you'll make it somewhere else. And with technology, the world is your oyster in terms your oyster. of your reach. Um, resources also means the, the guidance, the support and the funding. 
Right. Yes. So in the United States and Lindsay, in your local area, there are some renowned people yes. who are in the startup space. And I want to give a big shout out to um, a venture capitalist, a thought leader, and a very insightful person. His name is Brad Feld. He right. is in Colorado. And he oh, really? He wrote the uh, foreword for my book, The Startup Visa. Okay. So for your audience, The Startup Visa is also a book that came out in July. It is on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and anywhere else that you can get books. I love um, it. And so what happens is you need so many things when you have a startup you need uh, the technology help, the guidance to grow, the funding to grow, the insights of how to reach your consumer base. And America has the thought leaders on this subject matter. And so why is America still the best place? It's because the American dream still is true. Yes. Despite what you know you hear in, in the news about politics, yes, it is still the place to be. And by and large, while there is so much divisiveness going on, the American people as a whole are still great people. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's it is it is so interesting because when you hear an immigrant speak, and I will have a very interesting guest in the near future. I met him at a conference, met, met, them, met this person um, at a conference recently. And what was interesting is this person said, while there are just so many things that, you know, make you think twice about America, there are also so many things that make you want yes. to be here and nowhere else. So yeah, I love that. I love for your, that. For your listeners, you know, it is important to know that you can you can have a startup here. And it doesn't mean you can't have it elsewhere too. Sure. You know, sure. This, there is a, a, a strategy that is being harnessed by many different countries called mm -hmm. the startup visa, right. called the startup program. And depending on which country you go to, they are rolling out the red carpet for people who are going yeah. to create innov innovation and create jobs. Sure. These countries, they want innovation, right? So I love it, but it sounds, it's encouraging to me to know, it sounds like it's really the whole thing. It's the infrastructure. The startup incubators are still here, right? They are here. They're alive and well, the mentors, the investors, the capital, the actual money is here. And the community that you could sell to is definitely here. So that is really good to know to me. I mean, I, I love the world of startups and founders and the way they think. I just love it. And I know a lot of our listeners today might have a dream to start a company someday and possibly immigrate to the U.S. or elsewhere. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. 
Let's Go Places. So let's get into the next part of the interview here. What would you say are the three things that our listeners should know if they're planning to seek this possibly elusive founder's visa to get into the U.S.? Because I'm guessing it's not an easy process to go through the paperwork. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. You're you're absolutely right. First of all, America does not have a founder's visa or a startup visa. We do not have it. Okay. But what we do have is the closest uh, second best uh, option when it comes to a startup visa. It is called the International Entrepreneur Program. Okay. And this was created by President Obama through regulation. Oh. It was taken away by the previous administration and then reinstated by President Biden in May of this year. Okay. I Tell would, us about I, that. I would direct people to again read my book. There is an entire chapter on this subject matter uh, and all the things they need to know. But in summary, if you have never been in the United States and you do not necessarily have um, a company outside the country, you have set up something here and you've received funding. One of the things that's very important for your listeners to know is American funders, American venture capitalists, American angel investors have created funds around the world because they want to reach you. And mm. if you have funding from any one of these uh, investors, you could possibly use that funding to come to the US. Okay. And so the criteria is that you have to have a central role in this company, this new company okay. that must have um, a, a, a visible location in the United States with entity formation and so forth. Mm -hmm. You must have at least 10% of the company. You must, your company must have received at least $250,000 in fundraising uh, from either one venture capitalist or an angel or multiple. You can add it up to 250 or it could be one 250 mm -hmm. um, investment. And you have to show that you will be creating jobs. You will have rapid yes. growth. Yes. I will direct people to my website blog watsonimmigrationlaw.com slash blog and sign up there okay. to receive our updates. But within that, you can um, type in keywords, startup visa, international mm -hmm. entrepreneur, and you will get a lot of information. Got it. I will, I will also say that I am a contributor to Entrepreneur Magazine. Mm -hmm. So follow me there. I already have some articles on this particular subject matter. Okay. And you will find there's a fountain of information that you can find if you just Google my name. But that's what the, the um, founder's option is if they don't have, if they can't fit into some of the already existing visas. So you okay. asked about a top three. Mm -hmm. And so what I will say, if you already have a company somewhere in the world, yep. and you have worked for that company for at least one year out of the last three years, okay, and that business is active and operating, you are an executive or a manager, you could use that company to open a branch or a subsidiary mm -hmm. in the US. Got it. And you can okay. transfer. It's called multinational transfer. I'm okay. just giving you the headline here. It's very complicated and a lot of it. It's complicated. There, yeah. But the headline will suffice for the for this conversation. Right. Now, if you are from a country that has a treaty with the United States, a mm -hmm. 
Treaty of Commerce with the United States and India does not have one. China does not have one, but Pakistan does. Okay. Um, these countries uh, and these citizens of these countries can come to the, the United States on what's called an E2 visa. Mm-hmm. You do not have to have had an established company in wherever you are from, but you can create something brand new and you can invest your own money. And it has to be a rule of thumb is $100,000. But we have done it for a little less. I don't want to say how less I want people to walk away with 100,000 in mind. Yeah, you have to own at least 51% of your company Mm -hmm. uh, to maintain the validity of this visa. Uh, But you can use this visa category to get here and then seek funding. Okay. These are the top things I will mention. The other thing that I will add is the H-1B visa. Mm -hmm. And what's that one? The H-1B visa is for professionals, high-skilled professionals who want to work in the U.S. Typically, you must have an employer. um, And, you know, I live in Seattle. Microsoft is here. Amazon is here. You know, a lot of the tech Fortune 500 companies are here. H-1B visas are the predominant visa that is used in this country for lawyers, engineers, doctors. Okay. What about re- are researchers on that visa too, or is that yes. a different visa? Okay, no, scientists. Mm-hmm. Yes, scientists can do this. Anybody who's a professional who has a degree, okay. at least a minimum of a bachelor's degree, and you have a job that utilizes the education and training okay. you've received to get that degree. Okay. Now, this can be self-employed too, mm-hmm. but I'm again giving you the headline, read my book, because all of these visas are explained a little bit more in depth than that. And the problems that founders face when they look at these visas. However, what I ask people to do is look at the problems I describe and make sure you strategize with those problems in mind. So your case is successful. Exactly. So H-1B, L-1 visa, E-2 visa, and the International Entrepreneur Program. Those are the top four visas I would ask people to All right. Got it. Thank you, Tamina. It sounds like there are a lot of different paths that our listeners could take, but the key, I want to leave our listeners. Do you have a final thought here, Tamina? I mean, certainly guys, obviously you need to work with some kind of an immigration lawyer. If you're going to do this, you can't do this by yourself, I would imagine, but do you have anything to leave our listeners with in terms of sort of a very high level philosophy when you are looking to immigrate, especially as a founder, as an idea person, right? Because this idea person thinks in a slightly different way than other people. Is there anything that they should keep in mind? Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I, love I, l- I love that you love startups and oh, yeah. your uh, audience uh, listeners are startups. I have to think about this quite often because people ask me this question why why is it that startups light me up it's because Mm. exactly what you said they're thinking differently yes Uh, I find myself doing that too and for your listeners benefit I was just recently named one of the top immigration lawyers for tech startups in the U.S. by Business Insider I was very very honored yes I was very honored but what I realized is when I was starting my law firm in 2009, which is when I realized how many people wanted to start their own startups and did not have the ability, mm-hmm. I realized that I am an entrepreneur just like them. Yeah, for my sure. My craft is my law firm, but every pain point that they 
go through and they probably go through more because they have to raise funds I don't have to do it necessarily in that way but it's the same trajectory in the initial steps we have to take and because I have worked with so many startups I am now able to give them guidance in I just give guidance on immigration that's what my you know craft is but I I know that person so well I'm able to I am able to hold their hand tightly when all of this feels overwhelming to yes. them. Yes, yeah, I love it. I guide love them it. through it. Yes. So thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to share that. Sure, of course. I think you're right. This special way of thinking is something we need to kind of nurture and help this person along, right? Save the idea, keep the idea intact and help this person get through the paperwork and the what can feel very hard at times. So All right, Tamina, could you let our listeners know where they could find you online? We've already mentioned a couple of things, you're booked, but is there one single place you'd like them to go now, just if they are ready to dive into knowing more about how to get this process started for themselves? Sure. I would say the easy way to connect is LinkedIn. It's just a great place for professionals to connect. So find me on LinkedIn and you can connect there. But my website is how you can really connect with me. My website is Watson Immigration law.com and we have a contact page but there's so much information you'll find if you just google my name on this particular issue I've been writing for over a decade on all of this and advocating for a visa for startup founders my book the book that I just mentioned is the second edition actually that just came out in July Um, but follow me on on entrepreneur magazine I have a bi-weekly column in a national legal magazine called above the law and of course my podcast I think everybody listening should absolutely listen to the most recent season or series on my podcast Tamina Talks Immigration because there are VCs on that um, show there are um, policy think tanks on the show there are people who are from incubators and accelerators on the show people who have any type of connection to startups are brought together in one spot because you can hear their voices and understand why they think you're important yes i love it and i'm just going to end for our listeners with this idea where there's a will there's a way if you have an idea and you have the energy you want to bring something to life there is a way to get here and to start your company so good thanks for coming on the show today today, Tamina. I really appreciate it. It's been great meeting you. Thank you so much, Lindsay. It's my honor. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.